0: Welcome to another episode of Deep Tech Musings. I'm your host Pranajit and I'm very excited to be talking to today's guest David who is the VP of analytics at India's largest and highest valued online food ordering and delivery platform Swiggy. David is an industry veteran of 20 years and has held leadership roles at Sigma and Swiggy. On the show David will be letting us know about his journey in analytics how he faced and overcome certain challenges, what he looks for in data scientists along with certain other fun facts and what's in store in future for Swiggy and AI in general. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi David, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Pranajit. Very happy to be here. Okay, so let's start with your journey into analytics right from the education days and how you made certain career choices along the way. I graduated in 2001 as a
1: biochemical engineer. Ideally, I would have liked to get into the software field. But you know, 2001 was 2001, right? Right. Big right. bust. <laughs> and so thankfully, I had friend who was part of a startup. Okay. And he took me into this company, which was actually making drugs using computers. Mm-hmm. So I was spent two and a half years writing algorithms for mm-hmm. it. And then uh, I went and I did my MBA from IM Calcutta. After that, I wanted to join a tech company. So that's how I ended up joining Intel. Intel was actually a lot of sales, by the way, which was not tech at all. So I actually made the switch away from uh, tech into something which is a lot more intellectual. Mm -hmm. In 2008, I joined New Sigma. Okay. And New Sigma is the place where I spent about 10 and a half years. I've pretty much done everything there is to do in analytics, all the way from being an analyst by myself when I joined, to leading teams of about 450 people, to interfacing with clients as account manager, to actually running whole regions. All of Europe was my last role at Musigma. So that's what I did at Musigma, 10 and a half years there. And then I joined Swiggy. I've been at Swiggy for about two years now, little over two years, heading their analytics. Specifically in analytics, you you can think of four different pieces, right? First is ensuring that consumers are happy. Do we acquire the right customers? Do we grow them properly? Do we keep them engaged? Do we retain them properly? Second piece is restaurants. Again, who do we onboard? How do we ensure that the restaurants actually grow? How do we ensure that it's a win-win for all the parties concerned? Got it. Then we have drivers, which is how do we keep the cost of delivery low? At the same time, how do we ensure that drivers are paid a lot? And then you have the app itself. How do we ensure that all the traffic that comes into the app is consumed? So these are the four pieces of work that we do at a broad level
0: at Swiggy. Got it. So what are some of the most important projects that you're proud of? Maybe at New Sigma or Swiggy. Can you highlight a couple of them? There's one that comes to my mind. Mm
1: -hmm. So this is when I was in Seattle, we did a project for a search engine. One of the things was it was a new search engine and it had, it seemed to have a lot of problems. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because obviously when you're launching a new thing, there are some issues at the beginning. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to build a system which could identify these issues as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. So when we started the project, it could take days, sometimes actually weeks. So there were things which would show up on a weekly business review presentation. Okay that is when people would find out that something had gone wrong. Okay, the question we were asked was, hey, can we do something a little bit more real time? Okay, this is 2010 or so. So real time stream processing was not such a fancy thing in those days, right? So what we actually built for them is a combination of machine learning algorithms. So at one part of it was forecasting, real time forecasting algorithm, which is at different, different granularities, can you actually forecast key metrics Mm -hmm. for the search engine, just another few hours. Okay, that was first part. Okay. Second, you can then look at how actuals are compared with forecasts and actually find a gap. If once you know the gap, you can actually estimate a a severity to that gap. Basically, if things are not going as per plan, there's something wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. Using statistics, you can actually estimate the severity of the gap. And once the severity is assessed, depending on what the severity is, an alert is fired to a a set of people who are actually tracking it 24-7 across the world, actually. And if it's a severity uh, one or severity zero alert, they will drop everything and start working on it. Okay. This system actually helped us identify uh, a lot of issues. And uh, very importantly, identification and fixing of the issues went from being many days, sometimes even weeks, to actually a few hours. That's something that I'm really proud of, both because it was technically difficult At the same time, it was also from an impact perspective, highly impactful.
0: Got it. And I think uh, the year is quite important here because 2010 real time, as you mentioned, it's not very popular and out of the box like we have it right now. Correct, correct. So quite interesting to know.
1: We had to hack it and okay. we had to aggregate it at 15-minute intervals. It was not really real-time per se.
0: It was 15-minute chunks of time. Okay, and we were okay. forecasting batch, but at 15 minutes. So it's near to real-time, we can say. It's near to real-time, yeah. Great. So you have handled multiple leadership roles uh, in your career. So what are some of the challenges that you face in those roles? And like how do you go about handling those challenges or taking in the pressure?
1: Uh, first thing, the challenges with leadership roles, right? Leadership is all about people. Okay, right. Many times when we look at technology, it is something which is binary, there is a correct code or incorrect code or optimized code an optimized code. It's it's kind of there are no gray areas or colorful areas there. Okay, people, there are different different kinds of people. They're motivated by different things. If I need to set a strategy and align a bunch of people towards a goal, right? Mm-hmm. It's not easy at all. Right. And coming from an engineering, IIT kind of background, mm-hmm. myself and a lot of people that I have worked with, we are very strong on the tech side. It comes very natural to us.
2: Okay, right.
1: Writing an algorithm, writing pieces of code is very easy to us. Right. How do you get a diverse set of people to align to a common goal, which is what leadership is about, is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And the softer aspects of it are things that I've picked up over many, many years. And because I picked up, I'm able to do a good job at this point of time. I think leadership is a lot more about the softer aspects rather than the hard skills that you have at any point of time. Okay, and thankfully, I don't think I feel a lot of pressure. (laughs) I've been through a lot of stressful situations in my life in the past. So one thing which is very clear about me, and as one of the leadership traits that I have, is the fact that I don't get stressed at all. Very few days when I feel stressed at work, I don't know why, but I'm very calm about things, very logically thinking. So I don't make any decisions under stress. I'll say that I'm a little blessed because I don't feel the pressure at all. And even if I feel it, uh, my team won't feel that I feel it. Got it.
0: And that's a very important aspect to have and an attribute to have actually. So once you can shield the pressure from the team, Mm -hmm. that takes away, that really improves the performance of the team is what I have also seen. Correct, that's correct. So I completely tally to that. And so what are some of the now pressing AI challenges at Swiggy that you have overcome or probably continue to work upon? I will probably call out two things.
1: One is something which is not very common everywhere. Okay, which is the fact that analytics, data science, data driven decision making, right? It's Mm -hmm. very much looked up to in uh, Swiggy. So we are a digital first company, ML first, data first kind of company, where pretty much all the decisions we take are data driven. Okay, a lot of companies actually struggle with it. We don't struggle with it. Mm -hmm. We actually have an opposite problem. Everybody wants data or uh, data related decisions. And we don't have enough people to answer all of those questions. Okay. Okay. So my job and my team's job actually becomes how to say no to the wrong things. Okay. So it's very important to figure out what you say no to because by definition, that means you are saying yes to something else, okay? The choice of what we will work on and what we will not work on is an important choice for us because it enables the company to do that much better. So the choice of what to say no to is something that is a big challenge for us at Swiggy, okay? I'm fairly sure a lot of companies don't have that problem, but we have that problem here at uh, Swiggy. Any thoughts on
0: that? That's a very good problem to have, all I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true, okay? So when... You're having a lot of data and you're having to say no to some of them. So that's quite a good position to be in. And Swiggy as a company obviously can enjoy that position, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second thing we, I would say not a challenge per se, but something that we would like to do is see if we can democratize data science and machine learning, right? Why should it be in the forte of certain highly experienced people alone? what does it take to make sure that a lot more people in the company are actually ML practitioners, okay? Got Even if thing. not for so the most complex ones, can we just make sure that simple things are available to them? So that's the second thing I would say it's challenge from, from our perspective. Got it.
0: So how big is this analytics team at Swiggy right now? And like, what are the, some of the metrics that you uh, track to keep a tab on their overall performance? So it's about 100 people at this point of time. Not
1: very big and not very small also. Right. If you ask me what my core goals are, right? I have this framework called the Ish framework. Okay. I-S-H-Q. I stands for impact. S stands for speed. H stands for happiness. And Q stands for quality. So can I create more impact per analyst than previous quarter, for example? Okay. Okay. Second is, can I do things faster than I did last quarter? Mm -hmm. Are my analysts happier now than before? Mm -hmm. And is the quality of work? 100% 100% goal. Mm-hmm. So these are the four goals that I have. And anything we do, right, you make sure that we track it. So how do we improve the impact? Like I said earlier, it's about choosing the right projects that we want to work on. Okay, mm-hmm. not just this analytics team, but the whole company is actually gotten much better at planning and prioritization in 2020. So we adopted portions of that to ensure that we prioritize the right things that helps us improve the, the impact of the work we do. We're also building a lot of internal capabilities. To accelerate work that analytics can do, we can talk about that a little later. But can we make the analytics work faster? Analysts work faster. Okay. Can we automate certain things so that they can be done by somebody else and not by not the need for doing it through an analyst? So these are things that we are working on. So, if you ask me, uh, broadly, we track impact, speed, and happiness. Quality is actually not much of a problem for us because mistakes are very rare, and even if they do occur, they are corrected very fast. So I would say quality is not so much of a problem but we do track it. It's more of an exception-based thing that we do mm-hmm. but impact, speed and happiness are something that we do track.
0: Okay. So they said like you learn one new thing every day and definitely learned I'm uh, happy that I come across this acronym <laughs> of yours. So I think this will stick with me for quite a long time and um, what I really like about this is the uh, focus on the analyst itself. So you are a very keen on his or her growth as well or how he or she is satisfied uh, apart from mm-hmm. how the performance mm-hmm. is as well. So that's very heartening and good to know. Thank you. Okay. So on these analysts, so how do you uh, or what do you look in for this analyst or data science candidates uh, when you try to hire or grow your team? Okay, so we can say
1: broadly four kinds of things we look for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can say two technical one business per se okay okay so typically if you look at at least my definition of what a good analyst is right they should be good in three kinds of things one is they should be really good in the statistics the mathematics and the the machine learning and things like that that's one Mm -hmm. second is technology because we work with data and data is in a table sitting somewhere right so working with data technology okay and the third dimension is business okay because We have to, we are enabling decision making. So unless we understand the business, we can't give the right recommendations. So you'd need a statistician, a mathematician, and sorry, a statistician, a programmer, and a consultant. So that's a mix of all of those three is what I think is an analyst. So specifically, we look for those kind of skills. First is, for example, excellent expertise in data manipulation. Okay. Got it. When I say data manipulation, just ability to hit the database or if you not work with databases in the past, flat files, or whatever other formats of data, but ability to manipulate data, that's one. Second thing we look for is your statistics abilities. Okay. All the way from basic things like distribution, mean median, design of experiments, to more complicated things like uh, machine learning, deep learning, things like that. Mm-hmm. We do use uh, different kinds of statistics at Swiggy. So anyone who's good at any of these, as long as they have the ability to learn it, it's good enough. So these are the two things. Then on a business side, we look for structured problem solving and a business sense, right? Which is, is the person able to take a broad unstructured problem, put put some kind of structure to it? Mm -hmm. And does the person have the ability to think from a business backwards perspective? Because any work you do, has to be consumed. If it's not consumed, it's not very useful. So being able to think business, understand business and apply the technology to business uh, is important. And then that is the third part, which is the business skill problem solving and business sense. And then we also do, uh, you can say multiple rounds of soft skills. So these could be things as basic as negotiation, for example, right? right. Ability to size a piece of work and commit it properly ability to influence the roadmap. Because at Swiggy, I think most places, right, we don't own the business, we influence the business. So how can you get a senior stakeholder to do something for you, although you're just an analyst, right? Mm -hmm. So those are important skills to have Uh, structured communication skills. Everything we have done is presented either as a document or a dashboard. Does the dashboard tell a nice story? Does a document send the insights in the right manner, right? So these things, these skills are also important. uh, And we also look for alignment towards the swiggy values. That's another thing that we do. So those are all the things we do. So broadly, four things. First is data manipulation, primarily SQL if people have it, otherwise any other kind of data manipulation. Second is the statistics skills, very broad range is uh, what we use. Third is the business skills, which is uh, structured problem solving, business sense. And then we have the soft skills, which is Things like communication, negotiation, influence, swiggy values, things like that.
0: Got it. I think the last point which you make is quite important, that of communication and Mm storytelling, which is also falls in line with uh, what you mentioned earlier, the creative part of it, the art part of it. And that is something which ensures success in a lot of projects and deliveries as well, more than the other aspects as well. That's correct. Uh, But it is often overlooked and not taught somewhere. Correct, correct. In a systematic manner. Yes, yes. Yeah. But something to for our educational institutions to relook, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Okay. So how do you ensure that your team is abreast with the ever-changing like analytics landscape? So I think in this field, you have to be constantly learning. Otherwise, you'll become a
1: dinosaur, which is a fact. Right. So what we have at Swiggy is multiple ways of ensuring that learning happens. Okay. For example, As part of my plan for the next few months, we actually plan for a few days of learning. Okay. Many times analysts can be too busy to actually learn. So we actually give them time to learn. Swiggy has invested in education platforms. It's a conglomeration of education. So we have LinkedIn Learning. We have Udemy. Mm -hmm. All the famous online learning companies. We have aggregated them and made the thing available to employees. Anyone who wants to do something can actually do that. Okay, including getting time to do long term courses and things like that. Then we have our own customized courses that we have done within Swiggy. So anyone who wants to understand, let's say the Swiggy data structure, right? What tables store what data, for example, you can't uh, go get it from LinkedIn learning. So we created our own courses, uh, basic things on just how does segmentation work, for example. So those things are available as with our own content, recorded sessions as well as live sessions. Plus, we also try to start doing peer and social learning. What that means is, for example, a few things we've tried is somebody does a course and they pose a challenge to somebody saying, hey, I think you deserve to do this course. Do it. Okay. And it's like one of those ice bucket challenges, right? You take one and then you give it to somebody else. So the other person then has to either decide to say, No, I don't want to do this or actually do it out okay? because it's not too much of an investment, maybe two, three, four hours, people actually end up doing it because of peer pressure. The other thing we had started to do is we have the courses available online, can we actually create a pair of people, two people working together to do a series of courses, okay, because you have somebody who's like a partner, they can actually do the course together. Mm-hmm. And then we're actually taking it a uh, little further also what if there is a group of people, this group of people can do brainstorming, can do courses together, can contribute to projects together, and in quotes, rise together, right? Mm. So how can we get the quality of everybody to improve together? So that's another thing we're doing. So if you look at it, uh, put together, right, we have given people time to do the work, we have given people the tools needed to do the work. And we've created an environment, where improving yourself is important and is socially encouraged also. So these are the things that we are doing to ensure
0: that the team is improving. Got it. That sounds great. In fact, the way to uh, you know improve oneself, even the best of the candidates look forward to that. And it's great to know that Swiggy is uh, very heavily vested towards that, towards the improvement of its employees. Thank you. And that also makes probably a good culture in the, in the analytics team as such. So... My next question would be on that. So I think it's a learning culture that you have built within the team. What else, uh, like, uh, how would you describe the culture within the index teams at Swiggy? Actually, one of my analysts has this keychain, okay, which I went and bought
1: myself also. Okay. Which kind of summarizes what it says. So one side of the keychain said work hard. Okay. The other said party hard. Okay. Okay. And I think our culture is that So we are a set of people who are highly committed to ensuring that we do support the business through thick and thin. So you can actually call us overworked. (laughs) So a lot of analysts put in a lot of effort to ensure that things are right. Although we didn't talk about work-life balance, we do encourage people to take time off and Mm -hmm. not get too stressed about things. So I would say we do work very hard, but at the same time, we party very hard also. Right. So, for example, because a team is 100 people, right? Mm-hmm. We can actually go book back in the day when you could book a bar. Okay. Right. So, we could actually book a whole restaurant for ourselves. Right. So, last year, one of the things we did was we created our own band. We call them the regressors, by the way. Oh, really? And uh, we had a live show. We had a, like a fashion show slash Miss Analytics, Mr. Analytics competition. Great. And then you had a big party, right? <laughs> so, so, a lot of things. Fun. Yeah, actually, just because we couldn't go out this Diwali, right? One of the things that we did for our employees this time was just send a gift hamper to them. Okay, and it had a lot of things. For example, it had a photo of the employee. Without without them knowing it, we had to do this, by the way. It had a photo of the employee, Okay. along with a quote that said, thanks for making us stronger. Okay, right. just sending a message that you are important to us. And we also had a couple of notebooks, by the way. And one of the notebooks actually had the title which said bandwidth. Nahi hai. Okay, just to make fun of the fact that we are saying no to a lot of these things. Okay, um, we gave them gold colored uh, box of chocolates. All the chocolates mm-hmm. had gold colored things on it. Just to make sure to tell them that you're important to us. And in the spirit of Diwali, we gave them firecrackers. But if you open the firecrackers, they're actually made of chocolate. Okay. <laughs> okay. We also gave them, you know, these environmentally pencils and pens, right? right? Which once you're done using it, you just put it in a pot and it becomes a vegetable plant, for example. We gave them a mask, we gave them a coffee mug, bunch of things. So that whole thing was there in the gift hamper which we gave to our employees for Diwali. Just to say that we're very happy that you're working with us. So those are the, we do have a lot of fun, including like we were one of the first teams, maybe across India, which actually got into this of charcha. Okay, which is the moment the lockdown happened, right? We figured out that, hey, we have to work from home. We can't do informal catch-up. Okay. The very next, like the first half of March itself, okay, this is before even the country went on lockdown. We started doing chai pa chacha, which is how can we have informal connect with our team members online? Before any of the others got into this, we kind of set the stage for the rest of Swiggy also to do that, uh, including people playing games online, things like that. So we do a lot of off-project activities as well. Got it.
0: I think you really strike the fun chord among your analysts. <laughs> I, I will take full credit
1: for that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I, I kind of micromanage these things most of the time also. I just want to make sure that uh, we work
0: hard and play, play hard as well. Sounds awesome. Okay. So shifting gears now. So I would like uh, to ask some of questions now and Mm -hmm. let me know the first thing that comes to your mind, right? Mm -hmm. So first thing, so what makes working at Swiggy unique? I think for me, it's
1: um, the impact. Every day we do something and within a few days, we see the impact of it. That's like very, very motivating because your work has a lot of purpose to it.
0: Can't agree more. Yeah. Okay. So... Tell us about your happiest or most fulfilling day at Swiggy or maybe Mu Sigma till now.
1: I would say the way the company and the analysts responded to COVID, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. The moment lockdown was announced, all the cities were shut in the country for Swiggy. Although it was an essential service, Mm -hmm. the definition of essential service changed city by city. So we lost 90% of our business overnight, just like that. Right. The grits that the team showed recovering from that, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: we've got pretty much all of our business back right now at this point of time. Okay. But the grits that the team showed responding to such a huge calamitous event is something that makes me really proud. Uh, not just the analysts, the team, by the way, I would say a lot of effort actually went on the ground in the cities also. Right. So how do you convince a Punjab government that food should be allowed? Right. Right. I don't know if you realize it, but Punjab didn't have Swiggy the entire lockdown.
0: Oh, is it?
1: Yeah. And on the ground, we at least got grocery started.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Chennai for the most part didn't have food. But the second half of the lockdown, they started serving food all that because of the efforts of the team on the ground. And obviously, a lot of support from the analytics team went into that the analysts on my team, at least despite being working quite a bit they never complain for a day about, hey, i worked for three, four weekends all together, continuously, mm-hmm. can we do something about it, right? The importance of the situation and really stepped up and that makes me really proud.
0: Understood. Yeah, so the fact that you can turn it around in around six, seven or eight months back to the full scale, as you mentioned, really speaks yeah. for the grit of the team. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, so what is one of the best things you learned while working at Swiggy or New Sigma? Uh, I would say uh, people, about people. Mm-hmm. So
1: I was like, I'll treat everybody the same, because that is consistent way of treating people, right? My learning was actually the other way around treating people the same, and treating people fairly are different things. Okay, I'll just give you an example, right? There is an employee who, if I talk very harshly, if I shout at that person, that person is motivated, right? Like my boss cares enough about me to shout at me and he feels I'm not living up to my potential and they do it they step up because of that right right there may be other person who you might just want to have a quiet conversation with is everything already at home for example right and that person might be able to empathize that hey my boss cares about me I will do a better job or whatever right so the thing is treating people equally and treating people fairly are not the same thing so I believe that you have to treat people different. Every different person has to be treated differently. They're, they are there doing their job for different reasons. They are motivated by different reasons. They are demotivated by different reasons. So if you can identify that and treat them differently, but fairly at the same time, that's what is best for the people. So don't treat people the same, treat
0: people fairly agree. So it's like we build uh, algorithms, models for recommending for the audience of one. Yes. And so we should also be audience of way, one. <laughs> uh, treating for the audience of one, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay, so next, sir, what's your typical work day or week like? Ah, uh, man, that's tough because I
1: do quite a lot of things. <laughs> so I'll say okay. a few bunch of things, maybe five, six kind of things that I do. Okay, sure. Maybe I'll just go from inside out. Okay, so if you look at my job, my job is more to uh, ensure the strategy of the analytics team and ensure that it is applied in real life. So, for example, now I'm looking at hiring. I might one day look at how do we get impact better. How do we choose the right kind of projects? How do we ensure that speed in the team is increased? How do we build reusable components which are going to get 10x benefit to the team? So these are strategic things that we have. So from strategy to actually changing the analyst life, right? That is my job. So thinking about strategy, what to do, ensuring that things get done, putting a roadmap of those activities. That's one part. Second part, I would say is developing people. One thing I'm very particular about is doing my one-on-ones. So my direct reports meet me once in two weeks. The other managers in the team meet me once a month. And my second level team, which is the lead analyst, they meet me once in three months. And I'm very consistent about ensuring that. I give time for people's development. Third thing is related to that. I also want to be involved in projects. So I do work review of all of the teams once in two weeks. So I meet literally all the teams once in two weeks and review the work that they're doing. That's the third thing. Fourth thing is I do need to influence my peers and my stakeholders. So I spend time talking to them, discussing projects with them, ensuring that any issues are handled and we have their support in doing what we want to want to do. The fifth thing is, was it five or six? Okay. (laughs) The fifth thing is, whatever, the last thing is my role as a leadership team member. So as part of the leadership team member, I can get to influence the decisions of the company as well. So reviewing the work of others, asking the right questions, ensuring that the company does the right thing. Okay, so that's another thing that I focus on. Okay. So just to summarize, analytic strategy, mm-hmm. working with individual members of the team and developing them, reviewing work with the teams, working with my peers to ensure that everything is aligned, and my role as a leadership team member. So those are the five things that that I focus on.
0: So that really seems like a loaded uh, week. So how do you now <laughs> then not... manage to, you know, strive a balance between the work life, which is quite popular these days as well right or do you think it's very hard to achieve it's like uh, a myth something of that
1: i think it is possible to achieve firstly right i do not believe in this work-life balance okay okay so i worked at New Sigma where our work and life was pretty much the same thing like you make friends at work right are you not supposed to make friends at work some of my best friends i met them at work so it is not a it's not two different things So I actually believe in work-life integration, which is, can you have work as a part of your life and life as a part of your work? So I'll just give an example of what that means, right? For example, one of the things I used to do at New Sigma also was in the evening, maybe 5 to 6.30, when people are actually having their evening snacks, I would not have the snacks. I would just go and work out in the company gym. And at 6.30, you end up coming out very energized. And let's say you make up the time 6.30 to 8 in the night. Mm-hmm. Because you've done something which is good for yourself, you feel energized and the 6.30 to 8 is a lot more productive than the 5 to 6.30 when half your mind is on the snacks. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. so that's an example right. of how you can do your personal things if you have to have a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. Go for the doctor's appointment. You come back and do the work. You're probably better off doing the work without the, the stress of the doctor. So when I tell at Swiggy, we actually have dormant hills. If you feel sleepy, go ahead and sleep. We are not here measuring uh, how much time you are awake and how much time you are asleep. Uh, just go ahead and see. do your work when it's done. Same thing on the other side, which is, let's say a COVID happens and I have to work on weekends. Absolutely no problem because I understand the situation. Work is my life and life is moving. The important thing there is to ensure that you really don't hate your job. If you hate your job, then you want differences to happen. Okay. Right. If you like what you're doing, then it's not that difficult. I like being at work. I like being with my family. So I don't have a problem for a minute, like taking a five-minute call on a Saturday, for example, or even an hour of call on a Saturday. I don't mind at all. And if I have to pause my work to play with my daughter in the evening, I don't mind that at all. Okay, and I think it's okay to do both of those things without feeling guilty about it. That's one. Second is the opposite also, I'll say. Okay, which is you you should not burn yourself out at the, there's a joke which says, based on real research, by that, okay? okay, people's dying words were recorded on what they hoped they could do better. And not even one of them said, I wish I worked more. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure right. that nobody, I don't, I don't, I will not say that at my death, but I wish I had worked a little bit more, right? right? Most people say, I wish I had spent more time with family. So knowing that most people feel like that, it is important to balance what you're doing. And many times we kind of focus on only one thing and we're not able to balance. So I tell my team, you don't have to do a lot of lot of work. Do less, but do it in a good quality way. Keep your commitments. Do good quality of work. Do work that is impactful. And that's all we need. We don't need huge quantity of work. or anything. We're all normal human beings. Do a normal human being's work of work, right? Uh, I think it's important. Again, as I said, nobody regrets on the deathbed that <laughs> they didn't work enough. If you feel you need to spend time with family, you should find the time for
0: it. Right. I think somewhere I read which goes like this, that don't ignore your dreams, don't work too much, say what you think, cultivate friendships and be happy. I think that's a good way mm-hmm. of integrating all this. And I really like your viewpoint on the, uh, shifting the viewpoint on work and life. So not uh, okay. looking at it as a balance, but more as an integration. So that's mm-hmm. uh, really an interesting take, I think, which would uh, really augur well if people do understand and imbibe in there also. Okay, so finally, I would like to have your view on the future of Swiggy and AI in general. So Mm -hmm. what are Swiggy's main objectives now from the analytical perspective for the next two, three years? Maybe keeping in mind that we are under this COVID situation and maybe this will continue another, say, two, three years to be completely out of it. See, I I wouldn't put so much on COVID per se because things are
1: kind of recovering at this point of time. So one of the things that I have challenged myself with is... Can we scale analytics in a very complex business without scaling people linearly? Okay. So, which is, can I automate a huge bunch of things or automate or accelerate so that people are able to self-help insights to themselves? That's something that I've started on. The vision is about 18 months old. We made good progress on it, both in terms of automatic insights, where the insights actually come to people's inboxes to accelerated insights where you can do a next next finish set up an experiment and measure the results all available in a single tool that we've built Two accelerated insight accelerated analytics where analysts can do a job faster like for example we have next next finish and you get segmentation done next next finish and you get forecasting done 15 ml techniques all automatically will tell you which is the best one hyper parameter tuning plus mixing two models blending them to see which one works so all of that is doable the press of a few clicks for us. So all of those things are something that we are focusing on, which is automatic insight, accelerated
0: insights, accelerated analytics, all of these things. Got it. Sounds interesting. Yeah. And how have you seen the AI industry evolve over the tenure of your career and how do you expect it to evolve in the next few years? Any trends you are foreseeing? <laughs> it's been quite it's a long career, man. So it's a Right.
1: So first I would say it used to be something done in secret, okay? (laughs) So I have this five statisticians in the back room and they will churn through the numbers and they'll come out and do something, right? It used to be something secret way back in the day. Right. Now, it is democratized. Everybody does it. A huge change that has happened. Second thing was, it used to be a differentiator. So you talk about Tesco, for example, right? As a company which powered analytics and was a key differentiator for Tesco, right? Mm -hmm. Now you don't talk about differentiator. The thing is, if Today, if you don't do it, it's actually permission to play. Okay. If you don't do it, you're dead in the water. You'll see very few companies which don't do analytics and even fewer companies which don't do analytics and still succeed, right? Yeah. Unless it's a very, very non-data kind of company. So I think from being a differentiator, it's now become a permission to play. Okay. Understood. And then you have the emergence of a lot of these companies which are primarily powered by data. For example, how much does it cost to deliver a biryani from a restaurant to somebody's house, right? Mm-hmm. You can actually get maybe if if X is the potential and 3X is what it is today. You can maybe go from 3X to 2X through different kind of processes. But to go from 2X to the ideal state, you need a lot of data-driven decisions. Okay. So at Swiggy, we, we are like 1% here, 1% there, 1% here, 1% there very, very, very minor changes that we do like 10% savings here, one rupee extra payment to the DA while keeping cost of delivery constant. So these are the things that we're doing where the pervasiveness of data-driven decision making is pretty much all through the company. If you remove the data-driven decision from the company, the company will collapse. So that's the, I would say the next-gen companies which are not just differentiating or doing well because of analytics, their business model itself is uh, data-driven decisions. Okay. So those are the changes I've seen in the last few years. And obviously algorithms have gotten better. Their accuracies have improved. Potential use cases have significantly gone through the roof. So all of those things are there. So that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. I think the important point you make of being a data first or an AI first company, even for the ones where the output is seems like a traditional company, right? Mm -hmm. So... Even we are in the business of delivering, but it's a data-first, an AI-first company which is making the impact. I believe you would agree with that. That is correct. That's correct. Okay. And lastly, what uh, words of advice would you give to your younger self now that you have this 20 years of experience back? <laughs> I would actually... So I watched Hamilton last weekend.
1: Okay. He pretty much said the same thing. He just said, just believe in yourself mm-hmm. and work very hard and you'll get what you want. Okay, Right. so I think the times in my life when I have struggled is when I've had self doubt and stuff like that, right? Yeah, hey, am I really capable of doing these things? And through myself and through a lot of other people, I've seen that people who do believe in the capabilities, but also work very hard towards making their dreams happen. They can actually make it happen. So I would say... Uh, Believe
0: in yourself and work hard and things will happen. That's a great note to finish on. So, David, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I think we learned a lot Uh, today. Specifically, I would take away that Ishk framework and the work-life integration that you highlighted to be a very good takeaway for me. And I'm sure the others would relate to many of the other things which you have mentioned and learned a lot today. Thanks for your time. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks a lot, Pranajit. I really enjoyed myself as well.